served as the International Arabic Language Day. And to talk to us in greater detail about the importance of the Arabic language, we're very kindly joined by Dr. Bilal Al-Omar, who is a senior lecturer at Africa Institute. A very good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Sabah al-khair. Marhaban bikum fil morning majlis al that in Inglisi, post 95. So we're trying to learn some Arabic here as well because I'm not a na- native Arabic speaker. So it's amazing to see, uh, uh, to see an opportunity to learn some Arabic today. Uh, can you talk to us about the, the beauty and the importance of learning Arabic because it is always known as a very difficult language to learn? I think this is like many people always talk about the difficulty of Arabic language, but I I kind of disagree. Uh, Arabic language is uh, a unique language. Uh, It's a very important language. It's the language of uh, poetry, language of philosophy, and it has its uh, amazing like characteristics. I uh, think Arabic uh, language um, played a significant and influential uh, role throughout the, uh, the history. Uh, for example, during the Islamic Golden Age, uh, roughly from the 8th uh, to, uh, century to, fourth, uh, to, fourth, uh, to 14th century, Arabic was the lingua franca of science, philosophy, uh, medicine, and education. Uh, scholars from various uh, parts of the world uh, communicated and wrote their works um, in Arabic. Um, moreover, uh, Arabic played a crucial role in preserving and transmitting the knowledge of ancient civilizations such, uh, such as Greek, uh, Roman, Persian, and India. Uh, as you know, many classical works were translated into Arabic, later um, influencing the European uh, Renaissance. Um, uh, uh, linguistically, Arabic uh, influenced many languages, including Persian, uh, Kurdish, Spanish, Portuguese, and English, uh, among others. Um, um, this is evidence in loan words and the adoption of the Arabic script, uh, like in some languages, mm. for example, Ordo um, and uh, like um, Ottoman, Ottoman Turkish. So. Uh, yeah, and when we talk about Arabic, there is a lot of uh, topics we need <laughs> to cover, and it's Absolutely. hard to cover them like in a short time. But also, I would like just to mention uh, about the role of Arabic literature, including poetry, prose, and storytelling. Um, um, uh, the Arabic literature has played influential. The Arabian Nights, Kalila Wadimna, Maqamat Badi' Zaman al-Hamadani, and Maqamat al-Hariri, all of these works um, are a good example um, that has impacted the global literature, especially the art of novels and short stories. No, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's such an important language and unique language, as we just mentioned, especially that about 25 countries, they do claim Arabic as their official or, or co-official uh, a language across the globe. But now I feel the trend, uh, especially across people who are non-native Arabic speakers, they're actually, as you said, Abdul Karim, they're interested in learning Arabic. But let's go back a little bit. I want to divert the conversation towards uh, the future generations, our kids. Nowadays, a lot of um, family members, parents, they are feeling proud that their children, who are supposed to be Arab Mm -hmm. children, they don't speak Arabic in their household. Right. And I've actually discussed this here on the Morning Measures show before with my colleagues about um, we've had conversations about this, that I feel this is wrong practice from from parents because it's such an important language to preserve, especially if you're a native 
Arabic speaker. You should preserve it more. You should enrich yourself in, in learning this language even more and teach it to your kids. So how do you address the families and the parents who do so? How, what do you tell them? You know, the parents that have this mentality of, no, I should let my children learn English first or let them strengthen their English more or strengthen other languages more like French or Spanish. What do you say to those parents? Uh, thank you very much for this. Uh, this is a very important question. And like, but let me say a, a little words um, before answering this uh, this question. I think we pu- I put these uh, this phenomena under the glo- globalization impact. Um, there is no doubt that the flow the flow of cultures and languages um, in the globalized uh, world can sometimes lead to a delusion of linguistic identity. Mm. Um, for Arabic, as you mentioned, that could mean younger generation might lean towards uh, uh, other languages viewed as uh, as more global or useful. For me, I, I first of all, I need to focus like we shouldn't choose between Arabic or English or between Arabic and French. Simply, we can we can learn both of them. We can learn many languages as as we can. But first and foremost, we need to learn our own language. Language is not just thousands of words and hundreds of gra- over grammar rules. Language is like like a unifying a unifying factor uh, bit, uh, among Arab words. Like now we have more than 300, 300 million speakers. So standard Arabic language play, uh, play, uh, plays a crucial role in unifying people and uh, like uh, brings people people together. I think Arabic language is the, uh, one of the main parts of our identity. So when we look about other peoples, about different nations, all of them, most of them are very proud of themselves, very Absolutely. proud of their of their identity. French people, like French people, can speak English fluently, but also they are very proud of their language, and it's hard to communicate with them in in English. Uh, at the first at the first place so i think also we should be proud of ourselves we should be uh, happy with our language our language will protect us will protect our rich history rich heritage so uh, again i'm not saying to learn arabic uh, and and to not to learn other languages but we can i think we can do a balance between between uh, learning mm-hmm. arabic uh, and other languages uh, a lot of kids who've gone to school in this country would have been taught fusa in, in, in school and uh, and a lot of newcomers to the country when they t- when they tr- tend to learn a little bit more about Arab- about Arabic they they learn uh, the fusa initially uh, and then when they go to the conversations they struggle a little bit understanding different dialects so what is uh, the course that's on offer at the Africa Institute I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners today will be thinking do you know what Africa Institute is here. It's in the bang in the middle of Sharjah. We would like to learn a little bit more about the language. Where can I go? What can I learn? Actually, like um, our 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 like uh, languages program at the Africa Institute mm. is very unique because we offer a unique and innovative approach in teaching language. We teach colloquial Arabic and modern standard Arabic simultaneously. Oh, wow. Because we believe like non-native speaker should mirror the uh, native speaker usage of the language. So I think it's easy. Yes, th- I'm, I'm not saying easy. That this me- yeah, I know there are some challenges, but also when we ended up with our students being able to express themselves 
in standard Arabic language, but still they can communicate with people around them in a natural, let me call it natural way. That would be very, very impressive. Mm. And uh, the Africa Institute also, in addition to teaching the language, uh, the, the language, we focus always on the cultural immersion. Cultural immersion is very important because it helps the student um, like to understand how to use these language. As I mentioned before, language is not just thousands of words and hundreds of grammatical words, uh, uh, grammatical rules. Language is a way of communicating uh, with people around, around, around ourselves in, in like a practical and natural, natural way. In addition to that, also our classes in, at the Africa Institute utilize utilize like multi um, multimedia resources. So some of them standard Arabic language and some of them like in a spoken language. So all of these together, I think, help our learners to master the language in both uh, varieties, the standard Arabic language and the spoken language. And are they in, in person? Are they virtual? Because a lot of people will be thinking, I have work. I don't have enough time. How do I go and, and sign up? And, and where do I get these information from? So what do you have on offer at the moment? Um, the, the, the unique th- uh, things in, like in the Africa Institute, we offer classes. First of all, Leanne, we offer classes not only in Arabic, uh, in, in Amharic, uh, oh, wow. in Kisawahili, uh, Hausa, and Arabic. Uh, so the unique things also in, at the Africa Institute, we, we offer in-person and online classes. Mm. So to make it easy, to make it available for any learners, even like for those who can come to us, they are very welcome. And uh, also we know that many people are like employees. Um, they are not living here in Sharjah. Honestly, based on our experience in last, uh, last semester, some students if, uh, were fl- like from United States of America, some of wow. them from Brazil, some of them some countries and in the African cont- continent. So I think it was like an amazing opportunity for us. And it is a, an amazing opportunity for, lear- for learners disp- uh, li- f- from like different um, areas of the world. Yeah, and speaking of classes and programs, you guys, I believe the uh, sh- the Africa Institute is hosting a Global Africa Translation Fellowship. Can you tell us more about that? Uh, thank you very much. Yes, actually, the Africa Institute has like uh, more than one initiative. Uh, one of them, the Global Translation, and this is very important um, initiative or, or fel- fellowship. Uh, we encourage like uh, applicants to apply and to translate like important books from like the Africa, African literature, African history, African music, arts in different uh, mm-hmm. areas uh, to, to translate them into Arabic or like some Arabic, uh, some Arabic works uh, to translate them into English. I believe this is very, very important uh, because it's like um, shed lights on the heritage of uh, African um, uh, literature. Brilliant. So now, so much is an offer at the moment, isn't it? Uh, uh, overall, um, let's do a little bit of a wrap up of in terms of the International Arabic Language Day. Why is it so significant to to celebrate it? And uh, uh, what does this day mean to you as as an educator, as 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 a, as a tutor? Actually, like celebrating uh, World Arabic Language Day is important, and we should all all of all of native speakers should be proud of this day because this is like highlights the importance of the Arabic language and its heritage. Um, we should like celebrate on this um, um, on this event because Arabic language 
has served a lot of people around around the world through history, as I as I mentioned uh, b before. So uh, Arabic also celebrating the Arabic language day will help also the younger generation mm -hmm. to remember their language mm -hmm. and to realize that even the UNESCO United uh, United Nations recognize the Arabic language and they consider it as one of the six official language. Uh, official language in in, in, in United um, uh, Nations, in addition to like English, French, uh, Chinese, um, uh, uh, Russian, and and the Spanish. So I think we should be proud of that. Amazing. And uh, your tips for the people who are learning uh, the language who are not native speakers, uh, because once you're done with the classrooms, and if you don't practice it, you lose touch of it. So what, what is your advice on how they should make sure that they are uh, able to communicate properly and, and in an appropriate manner as well? Uh, the simple advice to learn Arabic with us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they learn Arabic language with, uh, with, with at the Africa Institute, I think we have um, different ways to keep them engaged um, with, the, with the language because, like, uh, for me personally, I'm developing a, a free website for Arabic uh, learners. So um, I think what you said is very important because any language uh, needs a practice. Even even your native uh, language, if you don't practice it, you mm. will lose it by time. So, but there is, despite of these challenges, I think there is also some opportunities. We can benefit from like the uh, from like the internet or the digital plat uh, uh, platforms. Nowadays, we see like an increasing demands on Arabic. And also we see like uh, more um, tools uh, are available online to, to keep in touch with the language. Um, also, I need to mention that the importance of listening. Even even I, for example, now like uh, we, we have uh, like uh, a winter break. So mm. students don't have uh, uh, classes in, at this time. Always I'm remind, uh, I remind them to keep listening to Arabic languages, even like news, um, jokes, uh, uh, talks on internet, I think that will keep them uh, on the track. Brilliant. I think that's a wonderful advice for, for all of them to uh, to watch the news and, and, and those little uh, journals as well that can help them learn it. So whilst you're here, I'll, I'll practice a little bit uh, with you here. <laughs> so, نحتفل اليوم العالمي للغة العربية. Your language is brilliant. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take that as a positive <laughs> feedback. <laughs> um, uh, maybe we need a preposition. Ah, <laughs> there you go. So there we go. That's, that's, that's very important, isn't it? Grammar can be very, very uh, tricky to learn, but then it's always good to get a proper course as well. Well, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Bilal. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me again.